Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as he always does on Tuesday, while we lend Andy to Betsperts Golf, it's Mr. Matthew Rooney. And Merry Christmas, Matt. The NBA is here. Basketball. I was just going to, I, I, I was, was just waiting for fantastic. you. I was waiting for you to introduce me, and then I was just going to throw it right back to you and just say, no, today's your day. This is your Super Bowl. This is your Christmas. This is your everything. I enjoy the NBA, and I will happily watch some games tonight. But I, you already got the jacket on; you're ready to go. I think you got something like 21 bets lined up for us today. I'm just this is this is this is your this is your rodeo. I'm going to chime in with some Bulls comments and questions later. But Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Birthday, all the, all that rolled into one. That's what today is for you. I've only watched the SNL um, Tesh sketch like three times this morning where they explain the lyrics to the uh, Tesh uh, basketball song. We'll probably continue to watch that, but it's <laughs> blah, 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 basketball time, people. So <laughs> I guess we'll start with some basketball. Matt does have some MLB and some hockey for us. I'll have him jump in when I need a break here. Um, you know, let's just Tag start at the top. Uh, give me the, it's I'm ready to be hurt. I've got the jacket on. The Sixers are on tonight. Um, let's do it. NBA season bets. Andy talked let's a little bit about his yesterday, and I hinted that I am overly optimistic about the Sixers team. I bet them to win the division, win the East, and win the championship. Um, when you look at the division odds right now, the Celtics are the favorite to win the Atlantic, followed by the Nets. For some reason, the Sixers are third in that list, and at plus 300, that number is just way off to me. That should be closer to plus 150, in my opinion. So happy to grab plus 300. Again, to win the East, same thing follows there. The Nets are above them. The Celtics are above them. Happy to scoop up that number now and to win the championship. All three of these numbers I expect to fall in the first couple months. The Sixers have a really easy start to the season. The first two games are against good opponents, but once they get past that, things really loosen up. And give me the Nuggets. I'm looking for a big guy finals here. Um, Nikola Jokic, back-to-back MVP, finally has some help. Was playing with one of the worst rosters in the league last year. Dragged them into the postseason. Um, Love the trades they made to pick up some wings. Um, Signing Bruce Brown was really great. Again, Contavious Caldwell Pope is going to contribute a lot. And they have a nice, easy start to the season. You know, they're playing teams with a regular season win total average, I believe, less than 40 or right around 40 for the first two, two and a half months or so. And that's the time you see these numbers drop. And it's going to be hard, you know, barring some sort of injury to get a better number at this point. So I'm all in, Matt. Give me the Sixers to win the championship. Give me the Nuggets. And of course, these are all value plays. But deep in my heart, I really think the Sixers can do it. What do you think? I I like the Sixers to win the division outside. The East is just always such a toss-up every year, and it just kind of comes down to who stays healthy. And my only worry with the Sixers is uh, Joel Embiid rarely ever stays fully healthy. I mean, if he can – he's going to have his games missed, obviously, because all superstars do, and he's a bigger guy, and he's very athletic, and a lot of times those bodies then have their hiccups. But if he can stay relatively healthy and get himself self healthy – towards the end of the year. I mean, I like the Sixers' chances in, the, in a playoff series against anybody. And I love that Nuggets, uh, the Nuggets to win the West future because I do think the West is a little bit down. Golden State obviously had the run last year, but like they're a little bit of a flawed team and they got by on having a couple superstars just be superstars. Um, the, the Nuggets get Jamal Murray back. That team has added a lot around them. And I think they're very, very deep. Um, the Suns seem to have some kind of inner turmoil thing with DeAndre Ayton. And um, why am I blanking on the, the head coach's name there? What was the Williams. head coach? 
Monty Williams. I knew it was Williams. I thought I wanted to say Mo Williams, <laughs> the Cavs old guard. Um, but like they seem to kind of hate each other, even though Aiton signed like a, a the, the max deal. So who knows what's going on there? Chris Paul never stays healthy. The West is wide open. I love the Nuggets pick. Let's get into some regular season win totals. Hit, I think, just about every one of these on win total Wednesday. I see a Bulls know, over. Alyssa, we do have some positive Bulls numbers in here. Um, Detroit Pistons, love this team. This is going to be one of the young teams that is not actively trying to lose games this season. On top of that, with the addition of Bogdanovich, uh, being able to draft Jaden Ivey to put next to Kate Cunningham, it's a really fun young team. And those are the kind of teams that succeed, especially at sort of the bottom of the conference there 29 wins at least three wins too low to me the miami heat under 49 and a half wins to miss the playoffs this is a highly fragile situation it is a team that doesn't really add any new talent this summer uh nikola jovic does look like he's going to be a fun rookie but i don't think he's going to be enough to carry this team through especially if we start to see some injuries to jimmy butler or bam out of bio and as and the same decline we've seen from Kyle Lowry the last few years. It's really tough to be a short guard in the NBA as you get older. The Lakers under 45 and a half. And not just because I hate the Lakers. They don't look much better than they were last year. I'm not sure what this team has done to improve. I continue to hear that Russell Westbrook is going to be traded at some point for something. Sure. I, I you know I've been wrong about that contract being traded twice already. Why can't it happen a third time? But even then, this looks like a barely 500 team to me, not a 46-win team that possibly could compete for a top six seed you know it looks like a play-in team to me the phoenix suns um yes a little turmoil going on but like that this team was able to hold on to deandre ayton chris paul is getting older but i think monty williams is going to do a better job of managing him this year he's already talked a little bit about it um casually in a few press conferences and a few articles I've seen. Love the move of Cameron Johnson to the starting lineup. I think that recognizes this team's um, need not only for young talent, but for an influx and an improvement. That really gives them a nice natural way to improve. 52 and a half wins. It's about four or five less wins than they had last year. They still look like they're a great team. And again, even if those guys get hurt, they've got the coaching, the depth, and the star power to stay afloat. Give me over 52 and a half. The Washington Wizards, this team's going to stink. I don't understand why anybody thinks Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis are going to be able to do anything. And again, maybe they develop a nice pick and roll and win a few more games than I think. But 35 and a half, I think, is to ask a lot for a team that is full of injury-plone players and has a lot of reasons to tank should that happen. The Timberwolves are going to be awesome. The Rudy Gobert trade is perfect for this team. Anthony Edwards is right where you want him to be in terms of his career development and to being a star. Carl Anthony Towns looks like he's willing to maybe take a second, you know, take a seat and um, let Anthony Edwards lead this team. D'Angelo Russell's been great. Chris Finch is a really good choice for coach of the year should you have those lines up for you. And yes, Alyssa, the Chicago Bulls, I don't know why everyone's down on them. Lonzo Ball only played 30, 40 games last year. Alex Caruso only played 30, 40 games last year. This was still one of the better teams in the Easter in the regular season. I love the addition of Andre Drummond. He's going to be really good defensively for this team, 15, 20 minutes a night. No way Vucevic can be that terrible a second year in a row. Yes, DeMar DeRozan is going to be hitting game winners you know, in the fourth quarter regularly this season, but Levine should be better. The rest of this team should be better. Patrick Williams is back this season. Give me the Bulls over 41 and a half. So uh, that's what we got for win totals. Now, there was another Bulls bet we talked on before the show. And again, I don't have coach of the year odds up here in PA, but what did you think about uh, Billy Donovan? I think there's a, a path there for coach of the year. We talked about the East being a little bit wide open and the East having some teams with some injury prone players. And, you know, the Nets aren't going to have a coach of the year candidate. The Sixers, I think, I think the Bulls, if they make a run in the East and finish second or first, or, you know, have it, have a 
be a relatively healthy team in an unhealthy East and kind of survive in the regular season. I don't think they're going to be a team that wins an Eastern Conference playoffs in the playoffs, but I think if you can get a one or a two seed that Billy Donovan with the name has a chance to be a coach of the year candidate for that team, especially up for a team that is, like you said, people are, are seemingly more down on this year for some reason. I'm not really totally sure why either. I get the Lonzo injury. Uh, hurts them, but you hope you get hit, you get him back. But they were also pretty used to playing without him last year. And like you said, I, your last point I really liked. Demar is probably not going to be the twenty-nine point per game MVP candidate, but Zach Levine's also probably going to be more healthy than he was last year. So with Demar maybe coming back a little bit, he's still going to be a very good, you know, very good scorer, good contributor. And Zach Levine might kind of come back to being more of the star that he'd been in years past. So I, I really like this team. And like you said, the additions, excuse me, of Drummond. And then I think Goran Dragic coming off the bench really provides them with some point guard depth that they just didn't really have last year. Not that he's great, but if he's your second unit guy coming off the bench, that provides you a little bit of depth after IO if somebody were to go down in Caruso. I, I really like the, uh, the moves they've made there. Yeah, and it's – I mean, the regular season win total of them has dropped like three, three and a half games. and Yeah, you guys were talking about it at like 45 or something, right? When you, yeah, did you have a win total Tuesday with them earlier? I don't I don't get why it's plummeting. I'm going to go put this yeah. bet in now. I'm taking their over 41 and a half. Also, does this mean <laughs> since we're fading the heat, the Bulls open in Miami, they're plus 188 on the money line? I'm not sure if I'm ready to fade the heat yet. No one's gotten hurt, and everyone might just be fine. It's one of those, it's going to be a slow burn. Remember, the Lakers were in the playoffs through the first month of the season, but we'll see how that goes. Playoff bets don't, uh, you have to get past the play-in tournament, correct? Yeah. Okay, making the play-in tournament does not count as cashing your playoff bet. Wanted to clear that up. Exactly. All right, I'm going to take a break for a second and let you jump in here. Do you want to talk about hockey or baseball? Um, whatever Dan has fired up first, I'm totally fine with. I know well, you I got like a big baseball game today. Um, I have one baseball bet. It's not in your game though. Uh, the Indy, excuse Guardians and Yankees got rained out yesterday. Uh, they're playing this afternoon. The Yankees decided to go throw Nestor Cortez on three days rest, which I think is a wise decision. Uh, they were going to throw Jamison Tyon, who has one uh, doesn't even have an inning or an out recorded yet this playoffs. I think he came in one time allowed uh three hits two or uh, two runs uh they're going with Nestor Cortez who's very good pitcher he's their ace after Garrett Cole they have kind of two of them the way he's pitched this year uh the Guardians decided instead of going to Shane Bieber on three days rest that they're going to still uh throw out Aaron Savali I don't really understand that um I think this is a game that's kind of prime then for the Yankees to come out and win because I think Aaron uh, Nestor Cortez is even on 3 days rest a much better pitcher than Aaron Savali wanted to look at a home run bet with some value uh that short porch out in right field Anthony Rizzo being a left-handed power hitter uh hitting pretty well so far in this series I believe he's already got a home run 3 RBIs and double he was 2 for 4 in in the in game 4 that sent this one back to New York um, Dan says, Dan, are they actually throwing Bieber? Is that a thing? Because earlier they did say it was Savali. I could be wrong. Um, that said, uh, Rizzo is five for 10 against Savali in his career has two home runs. Dan saying rumors, I guess, wait, until, I guess don't wait until the pitching matchup comes out because FanDuel does have this listed as Savali. And if, uh, Savali doesn't end up starting, then I believe all bets are voided in baseball. So I would say, go ahead and risk this. I like Rizzo against the soft tossing righty to go deep into the short porch and right. And if that is indeed the pitching matchup, I think the Yankees take this win. Um, but you also have a pretty big game tonight too with your Phillies. I know it's I know it's opening night for the NBA, so that might take it. The Phillies might take a back seat, but still, I mean, you guys kind of went and punched the Braves in the mouth. 
that was a pretty exciting series. It's one of the things that I tweeted this out, and I really mean it. It sucks to be a Mets fan. And I know I talk about how the Phillies are just terrible and they lose all mm-hmm. the time, but we don't the Phillies don't stab their fans in the face with a needle over and over again, causing just like these horrible, painful losses. And there's something about postseason baseball, and maybe it is those lowered expectations the Phillies come in with. Just absolutely no pressure, and they just keep hitting the cover off the ball, Matt. And as long as they keep doing it, I mean, you look at their last few games here eight runs, nine runs, only three, seven, two, six. I mean, um, doing the average there quickly, we're at about five, six runs a game here. And you know, in playoff baseball, it's hard to lose when you're scoring that many runs. Now, this Padres team, from what I understand, has a couple of good batters, yes. And they, they, have, they have some good batters. I think this one might be a, a higher scoring series. You got Zach Wheeler and you, Darvish, who are both teams' aces on the mound tonight. And neither of them had the most, you know, spectacular start so far in the playoffs. I think Darvish actually has two because he threw one in thirty and one in LA where he gave up three home runs. Luckily for him, they were all solo shots, but he kind of got touched up a little bit. Wheeler was fine, but he was also the starter for the only loss to the Braves in that series. Uh, and yeah, those those lineups are just clicking right now. So I think this one has a has the potential to have some fireworks. I think think I saw we have the the baseball blog that goes out every day. I. I had to pick a bet from this. I think Reese Hoskins is plus 168 to record an RBI, and he's got a pretty good career over Darvish. He's like 7 for 16 or something like that, and he obviously had that electric home run and bat spike. So I think that's probably my pick on this this game. Give me a Reese Hoskins over over half an RBI. So 1-1 one, one plus RBI plus 168. I could dig that. I agree. Phillies at plus money, Patrick. That'll be my prediction. Uh, the Phillies are just under six runs per game. If they can average six runs of games, they'll win this series. Yeah, and I yeah, think Patrick's in this in a series like this with how well both teams are playing. Just whichever team's taking plus money is on plus money is probably a smart one to bet. Just try and take the value because this series is going to be a really fun toss up. It's just kind of whichever bats stay hotter. Well, speaking of plus money, let's get back into some more NBA stuff. I'm ready to go. We've Good. got awards here, and this is not a repeat. Um, we did some awards earlier. Some of these are names um, I think I did mention the first time, but. Um, some of these numbers have really moved. I'm really happy with some of our positions, but we'll start with six man of the year. Three names stick out to me right now. Um, we'll start with Norman Powell, 11 to one. There's some bigger numbers out there, but uh, places that are taking smaller limits. Uh, just really like Norman Powell this year. I think he's in a perfect spot. He'll come off the bench most of the year, if not all year for this Clippers team. He should be a, kind of the instant offense guy that you're looking for. Again, that's, when it comes down to sixth man of the year, you're looking for somebody that comes off a bench for a good team. The win percentage for the sixth man of the year winner is usually around 60%. And the Clippers should be very good. I think Powell is perfect for that. And sixth man is really tough this year. Jordan Poole is the favorite. Makes a lot of sense. But you've got some names here, you know, like Tyler Heroes among the favorites. He's going to start this year. Christian Wood among the favorites. There's a chance that he gets some minutes at starter. And there's another play on the Mavericks I like even more here. Spencer Dinwiddie. You can find him 20 to 1 or better, a handful of places. There's a big number out there. I think he is going to be the sixth man for the Mavericks this year. Tim Hardaway Jr. should get that starting spot as the other guard. And um, again, the Mavericks should be very good this year. Luka Doncic looks like he's in good shape. I think being able to play some of the World Cup qualifiers over the summer and things. Um, kind of kept him focused, and I think he'll have a good start to the season, which would help the Mavericks again. Got to win about 60% of their games. 
did when he should be great off the bench. And then a big number here, Jalen Noel. Um, just kind of another little pile on for my Minnesota Timberwolves optimism. This team should be very, very good. I think they definitely could win 60% of their games, probably even compete for the one seed here in the Western Conference. And if they do, a big part of it's going to be Jalen Noel, who averaged about 17, 18 points per 36 minutes last year. Um, not that he'll get 36, but I think he'll be close to 30 minutes or so a night. Um have a chance to make sort of that big jump, make the contribution off the bench you want. Again, just looks exactly like guys that we've seen win this award in the past, like Jordan Clarkson, like Lou Williams and things like that. A little better guard, a little you know better overall player, but again, should be that perfect spark plug off the bench. So three sixth men of the year for us. And then also most improved player, um, kudos to everybody that got Tyrese Maxey early. I think we've got him at 30 to one, some high twenties. He is now the favorite to win most improved player, depending on where you look. He's 11 to one. Some places have Anthony Edwards just ahead of him, but uh, Tyrese Halliburton has slipped down to sort of fourth, fifth favorite. There's a bigger number out there. Again, one place isn't taking as much money, but 15 to one or better on Halliburton looks great. Um, you know, it comes to most improved player, you're looking for something that's going to improve their points about five, six points per game, which should be easy for him to do moving from Sacramento to be in the lead guard and probably lead player on this Pacers team. He'll see more rebounds, more assists, things like that. And this isn't as contingent upon player success. Yes. To be most improved, you generally want a shot at making the all-star team, which he might have, even though guard in the East is pretty tough and the Pacers are probably going to be bad, but he really has a chance to take himself from being kind of a potentially good player and pushing himself up to a possible all-star this year. So 15 to one, I'm happy to pile on there. Anthony Simons, kind of the same thing, um, has a chance to be the second guard there with Dame Lillard, um, was pretty good in the last month or so of the season with a Trailblazers team that was pretty rough. Now I'm down on Portland in general. Um, we bet they're under at a number that was a little higher than where the market is right now, which is why you didn't see him on the last slide. Um, we did win totals there, but if Portland's going to be good, a lot of it is going to be Anthony Simons. Again, he has a chance to check all the boxes that we're looking for this award, as does Evan Mobley. I think Evan Mobley is criminally underrated still somehow. Um, expect him to be an all-star this year. Expect him to be a leader on a very good Cleveland Cavaliers team. I'm shocked to see this number in the high 40s. And Cameron Johnson talked about him when we mentioned the Suns. He moves into the starting lineup. He has a chance to be sort of the young lead player, not lead player, but a young lead player. Again, assuming we see Chris Paul's usage dialed down a little bit, which I think makes sense. DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker will still be great, but Cam Johnson has a chance to be there, making a lot of threes, scoring points, and being a um, positive impact player um, for this Phoenix Suns team. So four players at most improved, and just those two awards for now. The rest of the categories are pretty tough. You know, Defensive Player of the Year, if you've got Giannis at maybe 12-1 to 1 or better, which I don't see anywhere, is always worth a sprinkle. Um, the Mobley number was too low. You look at Rookie of the Year, all the good rookies are, are kind of piled up there at the top. That's a really tough bet. And MVP... If you have to bet an MVP, take Embiid. I think that he should be favored or tied for the favorite um, up there closer with Luka Doncic. But again, all those other numbers look good. So just some six-man and most improved. And um, We'll get to tonight's game in just a second. Like Show and I, it turns out, like the same side. But we'll get to that in a second. There's some hockey tonight, though, eh? got to unmute yourself so we can hear you. <laughs> good. I mute myself when, I, when you're on the screen because I don't want to make any noise in the background that people wondering where that's coming from. Uh, but yeah, we do have some hockey, and I think there's only about five games. Uh, I am going with a Bruins Senators over Boston is 3-0 to start the year. They're off to a hot start. They're averaging five goals a game, uh, going up against an Ottawa team that is 0-2, I believe. I believe it's 0-2-0. I don't think they have an overtime loss in there. 
Um, and they're starting their starting goaltender Anton Forsberg is a he's off to an okay start this year. I think he's got a, a two and a half goals against average, but he's got a career goals against average over three. He's really not very good. It's kind of hard to believe that a team with playoff aspirations like Ottawa is going into a year with him as their kind of go-to guy right now. Um, Boston's coming off the back end of a, they're going to be on the back end of a back-to-back. So they're going to be playing a backup goalie. Uh, I think with how high a, a rate Boston's been scoring to start the year, obviously not sustainable, but right now the offense is clicking. Um, I, I think they're uh, in back-to-back nights. You get a tendency for some tire, tired legs too, which leads for opportunities for the other team uh, to back. You got a backup goalie and not a very good starter going at it. And Ottawa has a pretty decent forward group and they like to push the puck a lot. So I, I like an over six in this one uh, at minus minus one ten. Uh Boston and Ottawa. I like it. I, Goals I did want to take your flyers money line tonight, but I was a little bit afraid they, they play at they Tampa. lost yet. They, I don't believe they've lost yet. I think they're two and three and oh, they're at Tampa, who is off to a slow start, which uh, kind of thought might happen. But Tampa's—it's their first home game, and Philly, for as, as nice of a start as they're off to, still not on the level of a Tampa team. And if I don't trust them going on the road uh, for for Tampa's home opener there, so I, I stayed away from that. But they're like plus two fifty or plus two eighty or something like that on the money line tonight. So I feel like the Flyers, there's some value there. It's a good time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. The Phillies are scoring runs in the postseason. The Eagles are running over everybody like a goddamn runaway truck. The Flyers somehow haven't lost a hockey game. And the Sixers haven't gotten anyone hurt yet. But we do have basketball tonight. I know I've talked a lot of Red Futures. I mentioned it. Two games tonight. Both should be quite a bit of fun. And we'll start with my 76ers against the Boston Celtics. Um, this number moving back and forth quite a bit this morning. It's um, been as low as two. Looks like it's back up to three. Um, my guess is we'll even see some Sixers plus three and a half, but I'm happy to scoop the three right now. I'm looking at three minus 105. Um, I think this game is going to be very close. The Sixers overall, to me, look like a better team than the Boston Celtics. Now, some new pieces, some new things to figure out in terms of integrating and figuring out some of the bench units. You know, what is James Harden's role going to be like? We'll have to figure that out. But overall, Joel Embiid has been a very problematic matchup for the Celtics. We knew Robert Williams was going to be out. Um, so, you know, the news that we heard this morning about him having a surgery and probably missing the first half of the season isn't going to impact this line. It was already known Robert Williams was wasn't going to play tonight. So don't worry about that too much. And again, without Robert Williams, it's a lot of Al Horford, who a couple of years ago was pretty good at guard Joel and Bede. But time comes for us all. Um, really like the Sixers tonight. Thought about maybe playing a little bit of money line, but um, st- that money line, I'm looking at like 130, 135 right now. If it gets to 140, 145, I'll definitely play some Sixers money line. But really like the three. And if we see some three and a half, might even add just a little bit more. Just a great matchup for my Sixers to start the season. And hopefully Glenn River doesn't screw it up i still love how you call him glenn i know name? it's his, i know glenn. it's his name but i just i love glenn. his name is glenn i think i might hop on a sixers money line with you tonight just to have some action have something to root for out of solidarity i believe in that in gambling i believe in hopping on the bandwagon with somebody to get on board the with their bet gives you some good mojo going i like it <laughs> yeah the other game should be fun the warriors are taking a little bit of money they're seven point favorites against the lakers I don't know. It's it's the ring Lakers night. Stink. It's ring night. So the Warriors are going to be distracted. It's everybody going to be watching like Draymond Green and Jordan Poole to see if they're friends. And there's something to be said about the fact that LeBron James got absolutely embarrassed last year and knows that he got embarrassed last year and has finally had one of the longer off seasons he's had in a long time to get that body healthy. He might just come out and just be unbelievable tonight. So 
it's a really, really big number. I think the Warriors probably win the game. I don't know if they win by that much, but I'm definitely not betting the Lakers either. I might take like some sort of LeBron overs, like a whatever his point total is, or see if there's a triple double prop in there for a game. Oh yeah, now you should be able to get LeBron triple double. It's yeah, I haven't looked at it in a while, but it's usually around two ish to one or something like that. So I think yeah, that's, that's not a bad bet. LeBron to go off, but I don't trust the Lakers. Same game parlay. Win the game. Lakers money line. LeBron overs. Just, just keep scared with it. I'm, I'm going to play around with that on Fanduel. <laughs> I think so. All right. Is there anything else we have to cover? I think I got, I got to everything. We don't, Dan is going to put out um, my tennis picks in a graphic a little bit later. We didn't want to. We're worried we have a little too much and run over here, and we're just about yeah. as long as we want to be. Sometimes Andy yeah, and I talk right. for the whole thirty minutes, but that's well, that's because Andy so. starts talking about Taco Bell and you know mm. a lot of other things that maybe he doesn't need to get into. Well, let's try to avoid that. So check it out on the Brown Bag um, Twitter account. Dan will tweet out what all those picks are. Of course, you can always find them on my Twitter account at underscore noobs. And M. Rooney, follow him there, M. Rooney 23, not Mr. Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No, that is our Matt Rooney. You can find all his blogger bowl stuff, and I'm sure he posts all sorts of good stuff over there. So get all that done. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with a positive Alex 76ers recap, or at the very least, a very sad and fatalistic Alex 76ers recap. (laughs) See you then.